the command line is where I live. Hello and welcome to Grumpy Old Ben's Number Something Day Something. It would be good to pull these things up first, but why? why let's call this I? one 227, shall we? 227. That sounds good. And let's pretend that it is July, what, 18th? 19th, 2023. Uh, one of those days. I am Darren O'Neill. 20, still. Did you just say 2021? 2023. No, I wish it was 2021. The good old days. The good old days. If we're going back, let's go back to like 2018. I let's, actually enjoyed those years. Let's get back before COVID so we could redo COVID. But yeah, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Shy Rack, where I'm glad I'm not in the basement, but it's uh, it's drier up here. And from America's left coast, where fluoride keeps me docile and agreeable, I'm Ryan Bimrose. Wait, since when? I, I was listening to an episode of Sir Seat Sitter's Abs in a Six Pack and... It's where I get some of my best uh, conspiracy news. And they were explaining how fluoride can be used to keep a population docile and agreeable. And I went, I'm in a city that fluoridates their water. No wonder I'm just so calm all the time. Yeah, I prefer conspiracy nudes, but uh, that's to each his own. I mean, the way I see it, can you imagine what I'd be like without fluoride? Well, do you really drink a lot of plain water? Um, well, I prefer to drink water that's had fermented grains in it, but every right. once in a while I accidentally get some tap water in my mouth. And then I think, you know, once it gets caffeinated and it's mixed with a special blend of uh, the proper bean, then it, all that fluoride goes yes. away. Yes, I, I actually have some fluoride flavored caffeine right now it's in front of me. Better to have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Right. It's an old Steve so, Martin line. I'm going to steal off I steal everybody's best lines. And for the people that wouldn't have known that well, it's not like he's using them, is it? No, he re, like retired. I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know. He's not doing stand up anymore. He's, he's way beyond that. Once you make your first billion, probably you're like, yeah, yeah. I, he doesn't need to. I wish him luck wherever he is. Mm-hmm. But last week we were planning and doing a show and, uh, I yeah, had the- you just keep coming up with excuses not to talk to me. Oh my God. God, I woke First up. First, it was we get no donations at all, and then the next week it's well, that's oh, still my happening. house is underwater. Yeah, like what, what I knew it was going to happen too, and there's really nothing you can do about it because our power went out that Tuesday last week. It like well, it was Wednesday already because it was two thirty or three thirty in the morning, and of course, when the power goes, I mean, there's probably a setting. On all of the uh, UPS devices that I have hooked up to my computers. So they don't make the screeching noise when uh, the power goes out. But I've never figured out how to do that. So I guess I should probably look that up. So when the power goes out in the middle of the night, you get beep, beep, beep from like four or five different UPS systems. And it was raining like a mofo. And I know that if the pump, in the basement 
is off for more than uh, you know x amount of time under heavy rain you're gonna have a problem and sure enough i basically just was like okay went downstairs made sure all the guitars were off the floor and uh kind of figured so you you did catch this when the pump went out or did you catch it after the water was well i I caught it the minute the power went out and i knew there was just going to be a matter of time before the water was coming in okay since we well, never I, got the bat, this is the next thing on the list besides getting the carpet replaced at, at some point here. The basement at least is now free of wet carpet, which is what I was doing all day last Wednesday. The wife and I, she took the day off of work, right? cutting carpet and padding into chunks and then hauling it upstairs. And it's like you, you were taking like, like a little like three foot by eight foot piece of carpet or pad you would pick it up and it was like you had a pitcher of water that you were just pouring out onto the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Uh, we, we do not, I, I cannot actually relate in this house because ours is a daylight basement where one side is foundation that goes into Hill and the other side is you step out. And if you swerve the wrong way, drunkenly, you end up falling down the Hill into the road. So I can't really relate to water coming up through anything. But we did have a water heater let go, if you recall, uh, <laughs> because we were doing grumpy old bends at the time. Yeah, they get messy. And uh, that resulted in, well, uh, all of the original carpets have been removed. Well, yeah, the, the carpet will come back. The padding, however, will not. The padding is like a big old sponge. And yeah, the last time we had the carpet restretched and I'm like, uh, no, you know, well, now it, now we have carpet on top of concrete with no padding. Which is a better way to go if you get water. Yeah. It's not comfortable, but it's a way better way to go if you get water. But I'm water. not sleeping on that floor. Right. The, uh, that is the next thing. And when this happened the last time, which was about a decade ago, a little over a decade ago, it was right after we had done the basement because the bar was down there. And this, the bar weighs a ton. And then you load it up with alcohol bottles, which I don't really even drink anymore. So I'm like, this seems like a, maybe we should get rid of this because this is a real pain in the ass. That is the hardest thing to move around. But I know we had that. The Blackhawks were doing good at the time. And I remember talking to the plumber dude we had at the time, like, well, what's it cost to install the one with the, you know, backup pump and the battery backup and all that. And it was, you know, close to a thousand bucks and we didn't have a thousand bucks at the time. And now we're like, well, in the last 10 years, we should have found that thousand bucks because uh, the battery backup would have saved our ass. So, yeah, this time that's uh, that's going in. Got to do a battery backup. And uh, so at least that way, if the power goes out, you don't immediately flood, which would be nice. And it seems like it's fairly easy now to do this. Maybe this has gotten way more mainstream than 10 years ago because even amazon sell systems and some pumps just plug in to a regular power outlet you don't need much extra a a ups for a computer will not do it because they take a little bit of a higher drain i guess so you need kind of more of a heavy duty ups system but you can buy them for about 500 bucks on amazon and you just do it like you would a ups you plug that into the wall you plug your sump pump into that and then Bob's your uncle. Allegedly, if the power goes out, your sump pump keeps working. You know, if I may plug a product, which whose name I don't know and may not even still exist, I have actually seen. Uh-oh. He's trying to plug a product and all of a sudden it takes him down. We have lost Ryan Bemrose. This is a sad day in grumpy old Ben's history. 
we have lost Ryan Bemrose. And we have to look here. Let me see what that's saying, Clean Feed. Well, Clean Feed is saying I've lost my connection to Clean Feed. Is that true? Have I lost my connection to Clean Feed? Am I still on the stream? I will refresh this page once again. I'm telling you, this is the bizarreness of the internet. Now it is trying to connect to Clean Feed once again. If anybody's ever used this, you know exactly what we're going through. No, definitely not still on the stream. Yeah, what? Okay, you're or, suddenly in my ear holes again. Or are we on moment. the stream? What the hell happened? Uh, I don't know. Are are we? I don't know. Do I need, was asking this. Do stream. we need to launch the stream? Is there a stream? Do we still? Is this, this still existing? Cold acid is not listening. He says, I only hear Sir Bemrose. He only right hears now. Sir Bemrose? What? Which, that's not even possible. <laughs> Let me pull up the uh, stream. Well, actually, I uh, I have in put okay. mimetic viruses into people's ear holes so that they hear me even when they're not listening to a stream. Yeah, that's so that be. might be what he's experiencing. Yeah, so I'm not sure what that was. It just told me that we had we had lost. I had lost my connection to Clean Feet. So um, I, all I got was you finished your point and then i started talking and making a point and it was so stunning yes you that gonna, clean feed switched you to away we were going to go into you're going to tell me about a product that you would recommend that you weren't sure if you remembered its name or even oh, if it was yes. still made and then okay did i not mention it i that that's when everything went okay go on excellent then i can leave everybody in suspense for right. a little while longer right be like well, i'm not going to tell you not going to tell you at all it'll save you money it'll save you time but since you didn't donate I, go actually so I'm, I'm chalking this one up to just random internet interference. And for the moment, I'm just going to switch tracks here. I remember going back to my days when I briefly was dumb enough to be hosting servers here. And I had fall failover if I ever had uh, ISP problems because there's two ISPs in this house. And what it made me think of is what if there was actual competition in the electricity market right and if your grid failed you'd just switch over to the other grid that would be beautiful because most people don't have that that. be i would buy that product i mean you know now that we have governments who pretty much for as long as anyone can remember have enforced no thou shalt only have one electric carrier and if you don't like business with that company screw you stay in the dark that's kind of how it is which is why there's absolutely no incentive for your local electric carrier. Hey, just put a windmill out a back. Crap. It's what? Just put a windmill out back. Yeah, maybe. I What I want is a nuke in my backyard. <laughs> to power something or. Hopefully uh... one of the ones that generates power, like in a controlled football style fashion and not the ones that go all Hiroshima on me. I just want to see a big red button next to your podcasting rig. I, I've wanted that for so long. Like, what's that for? Don't touch it. But the battery backup product, which might be necessary for this podcast that I was about to mention, is I have seen a backup for that you plug in. Uh, it it allows bidirectional charging for your electric car. So your electric car becomes a UPS for your house. Oh, that would be cool. And, you know, because there is a hell of a lot of power stored there that you keep stored there all the time. And. The amount of power necessary to, say, run a light or even run a computer and possibly even run a pump for a couple hours is minuscule compared to what it takes to drive a car around. So you probably got a lot of time on that. 
I know with some of the electric vehicles, Gene Nevtuliev, you know, Gene, you just did a show with him. I never heard of him. He mentioned that some of these electric vehicles have that ability. So you could turn the car on and it basically acts as a whole house generator, which would be there. There's a few different levels of paranoid when it just comes to flooding the battery backup on the sump pump. That would be step number one. Step number two would be having the backup sump pump that kicks in if the original one fails, which was the oddity here. Once the power came back on, sump pump did not. So something happened that that old sump pump picked this time to fry itself. So the wife went over to Home Depot. Step three is the automated set of jacks that lift your entire house up out of the flood. That would be even better. But uh, I guess step three would be the whole home generator, which I remember at one time when we probably right after we first moved into this house, because before that it was a townhouse and they kind of frown upon you making major uh, additions to them on the outside of the building, especially I think it was only, which I know I say only, but it was like $6,000, $7,000 to do a whole house generator. I bet you that's 14 or 15,000. Now I did go ask Adam. He just recently did that. Uh huh. He's very proud of it. In fact, he had it for almost a year before his power finally cut out enough that the generator would kick. I know. In. And you're like, I've got this. Come on, turn off the power. Fuck everybody else in the neighborhood. Come on. I mean, admittedly, I don't have a sump pump. I don't have electric heat. I don't, you know, I don't have electric AC, but if my power goes out for any extended period of time, I'm like, well, not using the computer. Right. I guess I'll, you know, grab a book or something or, or leave. That was the first, uh, when the power went out, 3.30 in the morning, whatever it was, I went in, turned right, off the 3:30 computers. 3.30 in the morning, the power goes out, and I'm like, well, that's fine. What I'm doing isn't requiring power. Right. You don't need that to sleep. Or do you? You never know. You might I, have a CPAP machine. Who knows? But went and turned the computers off, and it's like, okay, for a few minutes, I was still surfing things on the internet because the cable modem was still powered via the UPS. It's once oh, that see, goes out. we don't out. get that here. In fact, uh, a... a when, when my wife used to do uh, tech support for a number of ISPs, she occasionally would get the call during the stormy season. She would get a call in where people would say, my internet is out. Well, uh, you know, it says here that you're in an outage. Yeah, well, the power is out, but I have a battery backup. So my computer is still working and my cable modem still has power. And she's like, yes, but the cable connection point down the street doesn't. Yeah, that still needs power. And you know what really pissed me Turns off? Turns out the switching stations do, in fact, use power. And this is something grid. that, I mean, I guess if I had handy, maybe what would you need? A hundred, couple hundred feet of an extension cord. Here's the worst thing about this particular power outage. The motherfuckers right across the street from us, power was on. So the reality is if you would have had like a 200 foot power cord, oh, I could have just yeah. plugged it into the, uh, to the pump. And ran across the street and plugged it into the front of the neighbor's house and been like, aha. Oh, yeah. We have uh, our our little road is it's kind of it goes up a really narrow tree lined draw for a good eight, ten blocks. And um, we're near the bottom of it. The line that comes up has a tendency for when it's really windy for trees and branches to drop on the line and every single time. It'll take out the power for this whole street. It blew the fuse way out at the main road, but there's a trunk road that like it takes out 35 houses when that happens. But above me, there's only about 10 houses. So when we first came in, every time a branch dropped, 
it would take out power for the whole neighborhood. And then somewhere along the line, they went in and installed a new fuse uh, right at the trunk line so that only the eight houses would go out if those went. And when they were installing, I looked at it and said, hey, how are you you know, wiring that? Oh, we're going to do it this way. What do I have to do to get you to put that breaker on the other side of my house? <laughs> That's good thinking. And he, you know, he, I saw, you know, I brought out beers for him and his crew and he's like, you know, the plans don't say which way to go. We can do that. And so what he ended up doing was putting the breaker line on the other side of the pole so that my house was connected to the main trunk line. And so when a branch falls up the street, now I'm the last house that gets power. Nice. <laughs> nice. That was, uh, that was one of my better moves. Yeah, it is. A little bit of beer can go a long, long way, but there is nothing worse when your power's out and you're like, why do they got power? I don't got power. I can see their house. It's right across the street. But sometimes things work out. Sometimes they don't. Our Davis 87 just sent us a boostagram. One, wow. two, six, seven in oh, the people morning. People remember that we're still here? I think so. He was asking if there was going to be a show. There's a few people that are always like, is there going to be a grump? And well, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we want to talk about that or not. There's always a bit. I mean, I think so. I think we're transparent here. I think we all understand. As I'm we have not talked trans about anything, you fuck off. Oh. <laughs> I think we've talked about the fact that you and I enjoy yeah. doing the show, but well, both of I'm, us actually have to make money. Well, okay. I, I don't want to speak for you. Maybe you don't enjoy doing this show. At I, all. You know, if I want to keep my house, I kind of do. I'm actually, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I admit it. I am not doing that great right now. Financially. We, uh, we had some problem, you know, if, if you recall my, Last IT client who the only one who stuck with me through all the lockdowns and, and fake pandemic um, finally went out of business a few months ago. And suddenly I was no longer doing IT consulting. And then about the same time, my wife started uh, having health issues and had to go from full time to part time. And we have been operating on savings, which are pretty much depleted. So I uh, like I, I was not in a good headspace yesterday when I got some bad financial news. Um, and almost didn't do one today. Um, in fact, angry tech news didn't come out yesterday because of that. And at this point I'm looking at, uh, well, grumpy old Ben's might not be going live much longer because, um, I'm probably going to be, well, at this point I'm looking at, I have to get, uh, I have to get a day job unless I can come up with, uh, you know, a couple grand by the end of the month, which is certainly not something I'm going to get from podcasting. No. And I mean, podcasting overall, and I get it, the economy bites. I do the grocery shopping for the family because, you know, why would the wife want to do it herself? Well, I, I prefer it and I do it online and you because it's perfectly simply easy to see exactly what you have spent from week to week. And over the past couple of years, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's We're, insane. Uh, we, I mean, we were fortunate enough to come into this with a well-stocked pantry, a well-stocked freezer, and there's only two of us, so we can be frugal, but uh, that only lasts so long. So It only lasts I'm, so long as the, as the savings do, and I can tell you that uh, the bills that we have going out also more than what is coming in, and when you do things like, oh, I need a root canal redo, which that was a Monday of this week. Oh boy. 1200 bucks. It's like in the insurance companies like, well, we paid for a 
Britt Canella last year in September. It's like same fucking one. Did it, did it not work or no? I mean, that, like is, is your tooth, is your tooth nerve growing back or something? You know, I don't, the only way I, I can understand it is that the dentist that did it did not get the entire nerve out. Thus what was left started to get infected again. So they had to go back in and clean that one out. And uh, it's medicated now. So I go back in in three weeks and they'll finish it off and then got to go get the crown back on. But the crown wasn't done right. Why are they sticking you with this? Why, like, make the insurance company go to battle with the dentist who fucked up the first time. Wouldn't you think so? Wouldn't you? I mean, really? And this I is mean, if the, the insurance company was working for you, that is. Right. It's like, well, you're making me pay again, which uh, is the only reason it's getting redone is because that the one that you paid for insurance company was not done correctly. The endodontist suggested calling or sending a letter he's like some dentists because they you know you can show them proof we i have proof from a surgeon that will show that this thing had to be redone he's like some dentists will pay out something to cover that because the you know shoddy work on their part he's like you know he was he was trying to be nice like every now and then you know rick canals he's like i stand by my shoddy work right the original dentist right i know we did a great job no the fact that it had to be redone immediately after the fact that i was biting my cheek constantly because the the uh, crown that they put in was not sized correctly and see i originally thought it was because the crown was just not sized correctly was why every time i hit it with a one of the uh, ultrasonic toothbrushes I could feel it. It's like, see, here's the thing. When you, after you have a root canal, you hit that tooth with a sledgehammer, you shouldn't feel anything. In theory, yeah. I mean, you'll feel it in your gum. Right. But this, if I would hit that tooth with the oscillating head of that uh, little ultrasonic device, it was like, ooh, I, I, I felt that. That's not good. And or I've got the the one that I have that had a root canal. I later had a dental implant, which means now when I tap on it, I actually feel it in my nose. <laughs> See, that's weird. It would because it's anchored to the bone of my skull. Well, they're trying to keep it in, so that's a plus. Unlike yeah, unlike normal teeth which float in your gums, this they actually stuck into the bone. If all my gums rot away, I'll have just that one tooth. <laughs> which yeah, you'll be able to open a bottle though. I mean, that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's important. <laughs> But that was so that was the uh, fun. And if there. I get punched in the mouth, it's instant skull fracture. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is good, too. And of course, we have the uh, bill now of even though it's a buddy of mine that I used to work for that's doing the carpet. It's uh, it's one of those things where he's not going to make any money, but I still have to pay for his installers to, uh, to put it in. I mean, they don't work for free. So that's another bill going out. And uh, it's not fun when the money is going out and it's not coming in. Yeah, absolutely no fun. And it's a balancing act. And for the people that have donated, we love you guys and gals. There's just not enough of you. When you look yeah, at the I, uh, I, huge fan of everybody who supports this show and they are definitely giving generously. There's just we don't have enough circulation to like it, it's not really fair to lean on the people who listen because they're great. It's all you assholes who aren't listening. Right. How dare you not listen to this show? Yeah. So anyway, I was giving, I'm giving fair warning that, uh, you know, something that I, when I retired from corporate life years ago, I swore to myself that I would never want to do again, which is get a nine to five job. I'm pretty much 
I'm at that point. And when that happens, I will not be doing live podcasting in the middle of the day anymore. Because your new employer would frown upon doing that while, uh, well, something about, you know, being in, in Redmond or wherever. Well, here, I mean, here's won't the thing. want me to set up a studio. Why don't you be one of those guys that works like 15 jobs working from home where they all think it's your only job. That would be the, scam. you know, that's a pretty good scam. If you can get to it. Uh huh. If some people have pulled it off, I don't know how at this point, uh, you know, with age discrimination and also discrimination against my skin color being what it is, what I might end up doing is just driving for Amazon to get something. I'm not doing well. Well, and you're straight. So, I mean, that's going against that's also a problem. Yeah. Are you willing to, uh, you willing to go trans or go gay to uh, help your career? You know, let me, let me go another month or two without eating and we'll, we'll see how (laughs) desperate I get. He'll be picking up Johns on the uh, parkway, man. That'll be, oh God, that won't be good for anybody. But I mean, now if there's anybody listening, that's got a company that needs tech services or that, I mean, reach out. Uh, I still say you should put out your uh, chapters thing. Do any little program you can throw out there and be like, Hey, here, five bucks. Pay it. It'll be one, one time only. It'll be great. Come on. What, uh, what, wait, do what charge for chapters or what are we talking we'll about? Charge, no charge. Take, put that uh, software. Your beautiful. I mean, granted, it might need to be spruced up a oh. little bit. Oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> people use software and they're like, "Oh, dude, I use this. I love it. I would pay five, ten bucks for this. This is great." Make an app. We need the Sir Bemro's app. I, I, I'm actually, years I'm getting an no. income from that that software. The one of the few people who uses it is actually including me in his splits. The great boobery. Yes. No, I can't figure out how to use. I put that in the RSS feed. The animated grumpy old Ben's logo that Boobery did, which was absolutely killer. I put it in the RSS feed, but I don't really know if it shows up anywhere where I guess I should be looking at the, I am the wrong person to ask about that. I, well, first of all, I don't use an app that downloads pictures at all. So every time that during the donation segment, John and Adam spend 15 minutes talking about all the beautiful art they considered. I'm like, I never see any of it because I listen to a podcast. I don't watch a podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And I think I, I, I imagine there are people out I don't there even who. See, yeah, I don't even see this now. And where I think we were normally showing up when live in uh, in podcast attic. Now I'm not even seeing it. So I probably screwed something up trying to do Boobery's uh, thingamajigger with the uh I see hog story live, no agenda, rare encounter, unrelenting, but no, where's, uh, I know it's possible. And I know we have podcasts on the net, uh, you know, behind the schemes, one of the biggest ones who just change their show art every 10 minutes and no agenda does it too, but not because the hosts do anything because, uh, Dreb Scott is amazing. Because it's the magic that happens behind the schemes, but I don't know how to do that live. I imagine that it involves, uh, you know, updating the RSS and pod pinging while you're broadcasting, which is the kind of thing that a producer would be good at. Yeah, we need a producer. I mean, we can't pay anything and the show may not be going on anymore, but we need a producer if you're uh, <laughs> something you have, like that. Yeah, If you have that ability, let us know. But we thank you, Booburi, for uh, for trying there. We'll figure out how to get it to work. And uh, again, if, if you've got a company out there that needs some tech help, that is... Uh, you should post on no agenda social. Did anybody ever do this? I thought somebody was coming up with a, like a no agenda job board kind of thing where if, I've if, seen them and I even signed up for one once and if not much know, traction, when, 
when the other four people who signed up don't have any job openings, you're like, well, okay, that worked well. <laughs> yeah, you do. You need, see, this is it. You need a larger pond to go fishing in. That's what we need. There are a lot of producers. Cole we Bassett. could talk about tech stories. Really? Why? I mean, is, I don't is, know. is tech even any, everything is AI, AI, AI. Yes, but I've got some great AI stories. Okay, well, let's do the AI stories then. And we don't have a, a really good AI podcast on the stream anymore. There used to be one, and then the band broke up. Now, yeah. now maybe you should see if a CSB and, and will Acid refuses to pick up the slack and turn his into an AI podcast. You know, you can make anime with AI. <laughs> no, it's true. That's like I, it's I a default you. setting. In the, I, was, I, I believe you, because when I go to No Agenda Social these days, I look and my entire feed, you know, Adam complains about the feed being full of memes. I'd rather the feed be full of memes than, than whatever is going on with like seeing AI images over and over for three hours straight, just, you know, 50 AI images all filling up the feed. Like, I don't want to scroll past this garbage. For one thing, they're creepy. And uh, back to the uh, boost from our Davis 87. Oh, <laughs> we, yes. We got a sidetracked. In the morning to No Agenda Nations, ambassador of rock and roll, Darren O, and No Agenda Nations to pay for it. Angry programmer, Sir Bemrose, please accept this episode boost the extra 1,000 sats because I didn't want to just send you 267 sats boosting grumpy old bands. And yes, Darren O, I can hear you loud and clear. Woo! That's the way we like it. We like when you can hear us loud and it clear. It is good. It, it makes live shows so much more interesting when you can hear the hosts. The... Uh, which AI was it? Um, there's a few of these like mid journey. No, we don't do free anymore. It's like, ah, screw you. Uh, it was like instability AI. There was one of them where you could choose, like, do you want it to generate a photo? Do you want it to generate art or do you want it to generate anime? So first I typed in cold ass and I'm like, show me uh, Taylor Swift in anime. And it was like, boom, there it was. It was like, damn, <laughs> of course it was. I'm telling damn. you, we're, we're making this technology. We're putting it to good use. So, okay, on the topic of putting AI to good use, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, this, this actually was a story I had prepared for the last two weeks, so it's a little older now, but it still fascinated me about the Jolly Roger Telephone Company. Um, what this one does is uh, it, it's called Jolly Roger because it was started by somebody named Roger. Uh, uses, <laughs> is he happy or is he jolly? I, I, I'm not sure, but I love his business model. Uh, what he does is he uses ChatGPT or uh, something like it. It doesn't say particularly uh, bots powered by AI chatbots and a voice cloner to keep phone scammers on the line as long as possible. His business model is he'll charge you $25 a year to your subscription. And all you have to do is forward your phone to or forward the spam calls to his Google voice number. And he will connect the scammer to an AI bot who will spend as much time as possible trying to keep them on the line. That's genius. Uh, so I was wondering use, when I saw he says this to use a merge feature, which I guess is a Google voice feature. I'm not familiar with it. I'm not sure because they would be you only want to send the calls that you don't want to annoy that you do want to annoy to that service. I, one imagines like if you're if you're expecting calls from, say, your family or, well, your family, you might want to send to an AI, but, uh, you know, like a job recruiter, I would probably not want to annoy them. Yeah. You would probably actually want to speak to them. Yeah. And I don't like to speak to anybody. 
No. So he says that uh, his, you know, he developed this years ago for his personal use and decided to make it into a business. Uh, The AI bots have different voices, different personalities. Uh, Ultimately, it it doesn't use the chat bot to select its words because that would make it sound like a robotic voice. What it uses is it uses the chat bot to select various canned pre-recorded phrases. Um, he says in tests, the bots can keep a scammer on the line for up to 15 minutes. Because they're desperate. They are desperate. And it's going to be interesting to see how this affects that business. Because I think if everybody starts doing this, now, if there's a way I use the UMA service, which we're one of the last few that has a landline type thing, but it's voice over IP. They've got a bunch of different services that you can roll in. Now, if you could just flip a switch on theirs and it's like, if it's a known spam number, send it to this service, man, I think the, uh, the spammers would get really, although all they need is their own AI then I guess. And the AIs talk to the AIs and and nobody wins. I think they already, a lot of them already use AIs for, you know, uh, up until they realize they've got somebody hooked. I mean, they definitely use auto, some auto robot of some kind to greet you. Yes. Which is why most of the time, even if you're dumb enough to pick up the phone, it doesn't immediately go to a person. Yeah. And then every once in a while it, you know, the, the robot does the fun things like, oops, I dropped my headset, which is the, the robot's way of saying, Hey, let's get a human on the line because we got a big fish here. Yeah, we have somebody real that might give us money. An actual person. Yeah. So the robocallers have been using automated systems to annoy as many people as humanly possible for a long time. For $25 a year, you can uh, talk to or have the Jolly Roger telephone company have an AI talk to their AI. And that way your phone line can be tied up for things that are important. I want to know how many people would really pay this though, because you're not getting anything out of it. No, it's, it's entirely vindictive, right? You're getting exactly. If you're the kind of person who would block people on Twitter, instead of muting, this is the kind of service you would use. This is $2 a month just to get your rage on. Yeah. And you don't think there there's a business model for that. I guess, you know what? There must be. There must be. Like I said, there are people out there who block people on Twitter. Because they're like, not only do I not want to see anything which would solve the problem, but I also want to be vindictive about it. That's what this service is. It's the same thing. It's it's ignoring the calls, but also being a dick about it. Now, of course, the uh, company can probably use these audio snippets for fun things on social media as well. No doubt. Because you've got to be able to make some of these people really pissed once they realize what happened. What I kind of want to do is I want to call up Jolly Roger, have a conversation and, and record it. And that'll be my podcast. Right. Right. Be like, I just want to, I want a podcast with this chat GPT bot. That would be, you know, that might be worth 25 a year. Might be. It would be better than 98% of anchor podcasts. That's well, yeah. Or Spotify. Yeah. The uh, AI does uh, some things well. There's no question. That the AI and it is worth do. pointing out, by the way, if you want to try something like this, there is a chat bot uh, that is called Lenny, who has theoretically been doing this for free since 2008. Um, it's not a pay. It doesn't it doesn't use GPT four. So it's not 
quite as advanced, might not be as good at keeping them on the line. But apparently, while I was digging this up, the the Lenny thing came up as, hey, this has been going on for a while. That one, by the way, uh, it they don't ask for a subscription or anything for Lenny. Uh, it just says forward or merge calls to 347-514-7296. And I only mentioned that because for some reason, everywhere that I found this thing, that was promptly displayed. So they've got some great viral marketing. It even worked on this podcast. Yeah, they want you to give all of your spam to them. I, I figure if you want to forward your spam to somewhere, then, uh, you know, the Nick the Rat line would be a great one. Right. Or call Hog in, Story. Yeah. Have the spammers call into Hog Story. They'd probably use it. would be like, you want me to tell you what? Why I'm, no, I don't. That's no. I only get three minutes to tell you a story. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. It's an uh, interesting I thing. I mean, we just we just take booster grams. We, yes. we had a phone number for a while. We didn't use it, and I wouldn't have even have known, except our buddy Harry Hamster was like, your number's gone. And I don't know. <laughs> we, we had a number? Yeah, remember? We had like 4804Grumpy or something like that. I don't remember this at all. We did. We had a call. It clearly thing. wasn't that important. I know. <laughs> we, we never, see, this is why we didn't use it enough, and Google went, we're taking your number back. Now that's no longer our number. So some poor schmuck out there has 4804 grumpy and they're like, why? So wait, you're saying when, when I do a really good job of trolling someone, they're calling some other schmuck out there that, and like going, I can't believe you said that. And they're like, what did I do? I just got this number yesterday. Right. You're like, I don't want this number. Please give me something different. It's a really, it's a a crapshoot. You don't want a number somebody else has had. Especially if it was like a spammer or a scammer, but I digress. That's a whole new world. Nobody wants phone numbers. Everybody wants to just get right on into your mental cortex. That's what Elon wanted to put a chip in there. And that way you can just have to think. You don't even have to do nothing else. NetNet says, see, I talked to grumpy old Ben's once. Did you though? Did you really NetNet? Did you talk to grumpy old Ben? How, how can you be sure that it wasn't just a, some kind of Bimrose AI bot? See, if it was, you could, you could be making a lot of money with that. Yeah, if I was the one getting the money, yeah. True. Do you have a job for Sir Bemrose NetNet? He's he came in late, so we're just looking for uh, some tech work. We're having a uh, we're having a little boostagram party here. Everybody wants to boost. Woo! Boost angry tech news. There was none this week because you know you fuckers ain't boosting. Yeah, that's yeah, why no. he's too nice to say it, but I'm not. I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> right. I appreciate every single person. <laughs> Who donates to Angry Tech News? I'm just wondering how many people have ever said about you, he's too nice to XYZ. I, that rarely <laughs> ever happens. They're like, wait, you, you're talking about Bemrose, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, duh. It's the AI. It's the AI Bemrose will be docile, drinking the fluoride along with the, um, and the stout. Just have a nice, just keep a nice level playing field going on. That's probably a microbrew somewhere, fluoridated stout. <laughs> God, that would be what do that you sell it at your local dentist? Is that how it works? You know, honey, I don't know, honey. The dentist, it, it said would, this is vital for my health and my teeth. It, it would definitely have to be somewhere like it, you know, a number of places on it's somewhere on the left coast, for example, where people actually believe that fluoride is for your own good, and you know, the in, only thing that it does is make your teeth stronger. There's a good news and bad news. NetNet may have a job for you, but you'd have to move to Michigan. Ugh. 
<laughs> I mean, it might not be Washington. So it's like, I, 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 yeah, compared to the left coast, I don't know. Would he have to uh, take the uh, the robe off, Netned? Just curious what kind of job you were imagining. Are there oils and scented candles involved, or is this actual tech work? You have to ask these questions. You have to be really. Yeah, how about we ask these questions off the <laughs> off the podcast? This. Oh come on! I thought this was great content. I uh, that's the problem. Ah, this is true. We don't want to give away the good stuff. So the FCC has recently come up with new rules for SIM cards. Oh, dude, I saw this. This is ridiculous. So, uh, okay. So I, 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 I was hoping you got more. So, uh, some yeah, opinion and, and facts on this one. I just read the FCC's press release and I read the verge article and I'm still not certain. I understand exactly what's going on with this, but they say that the entire point of doing this is to prevent SIM swapping scams and port out fraud. And they even give a definition of what those means. SIM swapping takes place when a bad actor convinces a victim's wireless carrier to transfer the victim's service from the victim's cell phone to a cell phone in the bad actor's possession. And port out fraud is the same thing, but to another carrier. The, you know, the bad actor arranges for the victim's phone number to be transferred to or ported out to the account with a new carrier. Okay. Is this really happening that much? Is like, are people, I mean, the, the verge pointed out that somebody actually did this to Jack Dorsey in 2019, but I'm, is this really something that's happening all the time that people are just having their phone stop working because somebody ported out their number? I think it's more of a targeted thing. And of course, when it happens to somebody like Jack Dorsey, as we have covered again and again here, if you're using your phone as a part of your security regimen, meaning, you know, if you're using this to get an SMS message or a phone call, like if you secure every other service in your life with an SMS message, that's not a good idea. Not if somebody gets your phone. Or if they can clone your phone, then you got a really big problem because when they go to your bank where you got $10 billion, Jack Dorsey, and the, the thing's like, well, give us a phone number to call you so we can verify it's you. It's like, fuck yeah, I got that. Yeah, but the, it sounds like the problem is companies that are trying to verify you by whether or not you have a particular phone number. That is that that seems like the root of the problem. What am I missing here? What like, don't do to, that. What seems to me to be the Use bigger 2FA. issue. This seems to be more of a big business issue, which is I bet companies like Xfinity, who we have for mobile, but the other AT&T's Verizon, I bet they don't like when somebody takes their SIM card and puts it into a different phone. I bet they don't well, like that a whole lot. Well, I don't like when somebody takes my SIM card and puts it into a different phone, but I use 2FA. So, for example... You know, most of my services out there that I need to consult my phone for a code are they they use the authenticator app on my phone is probably the weakest of the security or, you know, the the default, for example, is I use email, which is you're not going to get if you take my SIM card. Correct. I I don't know. I'm just wondering what what services out there are being tied to like. What is the vulnerability? If if you lose your phone number, then yes, that's really inconvenient. You're not getting SMS messages from your mom and you're not going to be able to talk to your boyfriend for 
hours on end on the phone. Do teenagers still do that? Or am I now a generation behind? I think so. It's but, all text. Yeah. I think it's all TikTok. Now they send TikTok videos to each other. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have teenagers. I'm not a teenager. I don't, I'm not in that culture. I'm okay with that, but I'm just, I'm, I'm re- like, what is the FCC protecting me from? Um, having the freedom to take your SIM card out of one phone and putting it into another. That's what well, I'm that's seeing. pretty much it. That's what I'm because seeing. The, the new rules that the FCC has is now requiring all carriers to do is to quote, adopt secure methods of authenticating a customer before redirecting a customer's phone number to a new device or provider and to require wireless providers to immediately notify customers whenever a SIM change or port out request is made on customer accounts. Now, the immediately notify thing, I'm totally okay with. I'm not exactly certain how they're going to do it. Are they going to send an SMS? Right. To the, to the <laughs> phone that has been uh, compromised, maybe. But I mean, you probably have a phone number on the account. Now, if you're doing it within a device, which if you take, as far as I can understand, if I take the SIM, and although now things are getting a little bit more bastardized because the devices like the new iPhones only have the eSIM. They don't actually have SIM cards, which yeah. makes them even less. I mean, I, and, that was and actually the a big is, downside. The problem, the big problem with it, well, the first problem with eSIMs is that going there is only one way. Right. You can't go from an eSIM back to a physical SIM. Correct. And if your phone breaks, well, then you really have a pain in the ass trying to get a new phone up and running where in the olden days, like five minutes beforehand, because I've done this, we have multiple phones, multiple SIM cards. And if you take the SIM card out of one and just put it into a different phone, boom, it just works. And yeah. as long as you're not changing carriers, I understand if you're trying to change carriers, but that's not really SIM swapping. That's moving a number from one carrier to another, which should not have anything to do with the SIM card. As far as I can tell. When, when I switched out my phone, uh, you know, what a year ago, a few months ago, I saw in the, in the recent past, all I did was the new phone arrived and it had a, a blank unactivated SIM in it. And I just opened up this phone, opened up my old phone, switched the SIM cards back because I wanted to continue using my old phone. It's great. It's well, for one thing, my old phone, or the new one does not have a headphone jack, which is why the old phone is now my podcast player. But the old phone was seriously screwing itself up saying no SIM card installed and then wouldn't let me log in, which is, uh, by the way, something I'd love to have been able to disable. But instead, I just put a blank unused SIM in there and put the phone permanently in airplane mode. Problem solved. But when I did that, then my new phone started working for phone calls, for SMS, for whatever. You know, it, it, it seemed to work fine. It was months later that my wife tells me, uh, you know, we're still getting an alert on our account that says that you've never activated the new SIM. Can I do, you know, do you want me to do that for you? Like, it doesn't matter to me. And she ended up, you know, doing it and being on the phone with customer support for quite a while. Well, there's much less of a chance she's going to swear and berate those people. Yeah, I was going to say she's much better with customer service because she has the ability to put on a happy face and and pretend like she gives a crap. Now, there is an article on Bitcoin magazine. I guess this maybe was a part of this because there was a lawsuit against AT&T and T-Mobile because a bunch of big crypto people had this happen to them. It says swim sim. 
swapping occurs when a hacker, hacker, only a hacker can do this, gathers information. Well, you're you're a hacker if you have pickpocketing skills and the ability to pry the back off the phone Uh, or open the SIM tray. Gathering information on a potential victim, such as their phone password answers to their security questions, which, as we told you way back when here on Grumpy Old Ben's, lie. Yeah. Never give them the name of your first girlfriend when they ask the name of your first girlfriend or or what school you went to or your mother's maiden name. Never give them that. No, it's always bad. And they're make up something like when they're like, you know, what's the elementary school that you went to? And you're like, cheese. Right. Hell out. That's it was a hell of a place, too. (laughs) They gave you all the chocolate milk you wanted with the cheese, too. It was great. Yeah. 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 You don't even have to explain. You, You could you could say the moon. You can say anything you want. Just make it another password. Do not answer with questions that they're going to be able to get from a public record search for you or just looking at your Facebook profile. If you're dumb enough to have one of those. Yeah. Once you have the data they need, the hacker will contact the person's cell phone provider, claim that their SIM card has been lost or damaged and request a new one be activated. So, okay, I guess that is. uh, So this is a social engineering attack. Yes. And the FCC rules are now don't tell the company, don't be stupid enough to fall for that. Yeah. Maybe you want to verify this with your customers and have a better secure uh, line in place. So when somebody calls and does this, that you don't just send them out a new SIM card or it's like, well, I no, I got a card. I got a new, can you put it on this card instead here? Let me give you the number. And I guess this story is incomplete because the FCC just says adopt secure methods of authenticating a customer. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but like, I can see if you're, if you've got like, crypto accounts for scams. that are tied to your SIM card or your phone, then yeah, good luck with that. Do not do that. Yeah. That and again, it's kind of like uh, a self-cleaning problem. And by the way, uh, it, it, at least as far as The Verge is concerned, who wrote the article I read on this, and don't don't judge me for using The Verge. There, there's information there. You just have to get past the wokeness. Um, apparently, T-Mobile, AT and T, and Verizon already require that you use a pin to switch. Now, I'm not with any of those, so I'm not really sure how that works, but. If that is a secure method, then they're already working with it. And it's this is really just for all of those horrible carriers that don't require a pin or something. I don't know. Well, like add a fucking pin. I think even Google Voice with their free fucking numbers, they set it to, I think, the last four digits of the phone number. But there is a pin that you can change if you really wanted to. Yeah. And, and a pin is not great security because the key space on the average pin is, is 10,000 numbers, not the best security. It helps. It absolutely helps. It improves things. You want actual security. A dead simple thing is get an authenticator app and use one of those. They, they seem really dumb. It's like, Oh, my, my phone just tells me a number, but it is actually cryptographically secure. As long as you keep that app, and the data behind it secure from somebody. Like if you, if you don't lose your phone, nobody that takes your SIM is going to be able to get anything from your authenticator app. That's much more secure. You want to be more secure than that. Go get a YubiKey or some other kind of auth key like that. That's pretty good. But like anything, I don't know. I, 
on the one hand, this seems like the dumbest freaking hack because you're absolutely stupid if you fall for this. On the other hand, it seems like the carriers that are just letting your phone number be ported out on somebody's social engineering attack against a minimum wage customer service rep, that's really bad corporate ethics there. Yeah, and really what this is, this is the fappening all over again. Instead of taking your nudes, though, they're taking your crypto. So I'm not convinced that the solution here is to make it impossible for you to swap a SIM from one phone to another, which for people who keep phones around and for people who value physical SIMs, that's a really important thing to do. And it sounds like that's ending because now when you swap the SIM, they're going to call, you know, they're going to contact you and say, Hey, we noticed your SIM moved. You'd better give us the pin. Maybe it'll be that easy. And maybe they just won't let the new phone work and it'll brick your, I don't know. I don't know how there's no details about how this is going to work. I'm not convinced that's the right solution, but I'm also not convinced that solution matters because at this point, you know, as you pointed out, everything's moving to eSIMs already. Everything's moving to, to solutions that require, if you ever want to switch phones, that you call up your carrier and spend 20 minutes on the phone or more like an hour and 20 with a customer service rep and say, yes, I really am Darren O'Neill. Now, please transfer this phone from Illinois to Washington because I told you to. Along with all of my crypto. Yes, please transfer all the Bitcoin and everything too. Uh, Eric PP just boosted 3333. No note. So thanks, Eric PP. But this is, uh, we're going further and further down with all of this stuff. All of, you know, in AI too. Now that you can uh, impersonate somebody's voice, I guess the latest ad coming out from the people behind DeSantis for president took a Donald Trump tweet and <laughs> and put the audio behind it by using an AI to recreate his voice, which is dangerous stuff. It is really dangerous stuff when we're at this level, because we know even though somebody may type those words out, context means a lot. And just when you put it into audio, people have a tendency to believe things. Of course, if they listen to this show or random thoughts, they know don't because it's all AI. Now it's all deep fakes. You can't believe it. And even back in the day, you were able to take things out of context or I could be like, you know, the Democrats are so fucking stupid. They think Joe Biden's the best president in the world. And well, you just cut off everything up until the Joe Biden's the best president in the world. And you're like, well, see, Darren said that Joe Biden's the best president in the world. You don't put the part in where he's like, Democrats are so fucking stupid. They think they just cut that part off. Now you don't even have to know how to selectively edit because you could just type words into a little screen and it will make the voice out of nothing, but more or less. Back up, back up. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me? That political campaigns are disingenuous. Yes. Can you believe that? I'm shocked. Shocked that there's gambling going on here. You think so? You think people no, who listen to this show now, people that listen to this show should be boosting big boosts and giving us their thoughts on it. Can you believe the last seven days? Because the boost bot puts out its leaderboard every day. And it's usually like right about the time I'm going live and I see this and it's like, what, really? Over the last seven days, Clip Custodian, 50,000 Satoshis. That's the biggest boost. I mean, somebody could do better than a 50,000 Satoshi boost. 
then uh, Sir Spencer and Carolyn, Mary Kate Ultra. None of them, of course, to uh, grumpy old Ben's. So let's just. No, of course not. Wait, the comic strip bloggers number 10 on the list with his 1533. So, I mean, is that wait, is that just to one show or is that across everything? That is the biggest amount. So an individual boost for somebody using BoostBot. So to be fair, okay, there's a lot of people who don't use BoostBot. This is BoostBot putting these stats out there where I don't believe that uh, the uh, No Agenda uses BoostBot, although podcasting 2.0 may use the uh, the BoostBot, although I would think they get I, much bigger. Uh, I think podcasting 2.0 does, or or Adam just complains whenever BoostBot's not there. Could I be. know that much. And I'm just thinking, you know, BoostBot, that was a hell of a concept to come up with, uh, be able to get a percent of everything coming through just to. Yeah, it's a great idea. Uh-huh. Well, and if you listen, if you listen to Adam, that's exactly how he thinks that services in podcasting 2.0 should be funded is you get a split and that turns on the service because money comes in. Therefore, you service. Which yes. I mean, is is genius in terms of the the method of payment is automatically also your method of saying yes i want to use your service there's no sign up or anything you want to quit you stop sending money right yes exactly the, the way it's the whole thing should work for everything yeah if you like taylor swift's music pay and i will say what it only was uh like maybe 30 minutes or 35 40 minutes to get my root canal redo whatever station they had on in there maybe they were like reading minds because there was at least three Taylor Swift songs I heard while I was getting my root canal redo. Of course, oh there my were, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> there was some L King in there. There was um, like was, See, was my it? dentist office plays classic rock. So I get things like Credence and, and Aerosmith. And uh, well, I mean, that, that Aerosmith is considered classic rock, of course, made me feel old. But yes, it means you're definitely getting older. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely getting older. R. Davis uh, with another 2020 Satoshi says, thank you for your courage. No, thank you for your courage and for listening to grumpy old Ben's. <laughs> Sir Oma. Doc, drill deeper. I can still hear. Uh-huh. Well, no, come on a little bit. Like we are never getting back together. Little Taylor, nothing wrong with little Taylor. Hey, citizen boost in 6969. He says 6969 dudes named Ben. So thank you. Hey, citizen. We appreciate that. Maybe we should just do like a uh, like a telethon for every show, and we just read the boost Maybe. as they come in. Would I don't probably- know. There's a few shows where they they'll get a good half hour, forty minutes of content from just reading the names of people who are sending money. So I've never wanted to listen to that content, but if I'm the one receiving the money, I totally want to do that. I mean, if you have questions, if there's a tech something, I mean, you have an angry programmer with a mic and a guy that created websites for like a decade, even though I have no idea how I did it. It's one of those things. Neither do any of the people who are making them now. All they know is, is plug in react and let the JavaScript flow through you. Kind of. And uh, let's just see what happens. For a lot of this stuff, it's like I can figure out by, I guess, being able to use search engines better than most, maybe at at whatever point that was. If I ran into a problem, I could usually find a solution. And even though I might not understand what was going on on the programming level or what I why I was doing it, it's like, well, of course, if you want this, if the server is doing this, here's what you need to do. Like, okay, I'll tell that in and I'll type the magic phrase. Boom. 
I mean, I'm kind of surprised I didn't format a whole server at some point by punching in the wrong thing, but I'm still waiting well, to do didn't, that. If you didn't, you really don't have all of the life to experience that you need for a Ben. Right. It's, it's <laughs> making that it's making that phone call to the Netherlands like, oh, uh, Mark. Uh, yeah, I was catastrophic was, data <laughs> loss is, is an important part about doing IT. Yeah. It, it, everybody has to do it at least once in order to get your credentials. Like Mark, I was uh, doing this on the uh, on the server, and I think I might have nuked everything. So, uh, now if you could check that, I'll, I'm going to be out of town for a few days. <laughs> don't don't send anybody. Do not send anybody. That guy, man, Mark Von Dyke, he knows what he's doing. He knows. Oh, he knows. He knows everything. He knows. Did he get you up on the bouncer? Uh, I haven't yet. I, uh, I've been distracted. I love a good IRC bouncer, but, but yes, that's going to happen because, uh, and, and I, I, I'm not, I don't have much to report yet because I'm still in the, the getting stuff set up and working phase. But, um, I finally took the plunge and I'm now dual booting this computer. I am now running windows eight and arch. Ooh, wait, how is that working out? How was it a nice, well, like I said, I I haven't, I haven't really got it into, you know, fully set up yet. Uh, I, I, I chose a distro that requires a whole lot more manual work than some of the more, uh, easy ones. Well, of course you would. Cause you're not going to be like, let me just put a, now. Is it Ubuntu? Is that how you say that? Cause I've heard people vastly, uh, well, there's, I mean, there's obviously the ones out there that are designed for, if you're coming over from another operating system, we're going to make Linux look exactly like your Mac or exactly like windows. And, you know, Ubuntu has uh, versions like that. Mint is, is really big on that. There's, there's a number of distros. I actually avoided the distros whose entire purpose was to look just like windows. Uh, not least of which, because the ones that want to look like windows now want to look like windows 10, which I despise. Well, this is not Windows 11. You just want to, yet. you just want to get into the uh, command line anyway. Well, the command line is where I live. In fact, I have, in fact, for a good four or five years now, been running my own personal Debian server, which is not on a Raspberry Pi like everybody else does, but actually is on some hardware that I had left over from my last computer. I've got uh, a few of those. I've noticed that in the basement yeah. when moving stuff out. If, I'm like, I have a bunch of old hardware that I if, need if to. If you're uh, the person who has a closet full of beige boxes, what you have is a closet full of servers. So uh-huh. um, I took the old motherboard with it. It had I already had 16 gigs of RAM. So I was okay there. And I put some SSDs in it and it became my node and it became my Minecraft server. And that's been running Debian for a while now. So I, I I'm kind of been hybrid already, but it's been remote shell command line only. This is my first real experience in a while with desktop. And um, so I'm, I don't have much to report yet. I have uh, what, what is, what is the distro that I actually used? Uh, it's Your little something early called, right now. I'd never heard of this before. It's called Manjaro. And I don't yeah, know if that. that was a terrible idea. No, I've heard of that. I mean, I remember trying okay. that at one point, but that was a long time ago. Well, it seems okay, and uh, I definitely prefer KDE over GNOME, but I was not prepared. You know, I, back in the day, the last time that I attempted Linux on the desktop, those were the options. You either got KDE or you got GNOME, and each one had their look, and that was it. And I was not prepared for the incredible variety of of variations on both of them and on, you know, I, I the... 
The only other thing that I tried was something called cinnamon, which was way too windows 10 for me, but. Oh, I thought you were, you you were hanging out with a stripper. Yes, I tried that too. And, um, it turns out that not (sighs) way too much body hair for me. Oh, oh yeah, it is Seattle. The NA millennial came in with 9,999 Satoshi says grumpy old Benz is a good product. Alt-right misogynist millennial podcaster approved. I don't know. Is that, is that our new tagline? <laughs> the alt-right misogynist millennial podcaster approved grumpy old Benz. I expect to see that on the website soon. Yeah, or should at least be on a t-shirt. But that no agenda millennial, he does that show with the other guy, the MMO, the Massive yeah. Memories Online the, podcast or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and he does it with the... Okay, John G. Do I can pronounce, but it, I've never quite understood. How do you pronounce Dojin? Dojin? I think so. I've never. Yeah. Sorry. You're, the, the Nick is, is difficult, but then again, maybe I'm just not millennial enough for that show. It could be. Were you totally tubular like Woe Man? Okay, you're clearly not millennial enough either. <laughs> well, obviously not. <laughs> Obviously not. That was more seventies surfer, dude. <laughs> I was totally wishing that I was when, uh, and you know, in much better shape. Cause I can tell you 10 years ago when we were cutting up the, and we didn't cut up the carpet. Then we just pulled the pad out. It seemed a lot easier 10 years ago than it did now. I can tell you that. Oh, it's the mommy milker offensive uh, show. According to oh, no agenda was. millennial in the troll room right now. They keep changing it. I think, I think the MMO stands for something different. Every show. It's like, well, Andrew. they did. They did have, that was a show title of their show recently. And then I grabbed that particular episode to have Adam announce on no agenda. Like here, I'm going to make your job harder than it should be. That's what I'm here to do. Hey, citizen with another 69, 69 boost says, quote, he doesn't use arch and I three WM girls pointing and giggling dot JPEG. I, I don't know if I should be proud that I don't understand that. (laughs) Hey, I was the one that was creating Taylor Swift anime with an AI just earlier today. What's what, should I be looking up? I three WM. I don't know. I, 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 I wasn't planning on it because okay. I, I'm afraid, but you could, I could improved tiling WM, a tiling window manager written in scratch. No, no, I don't use that. This is, no, I already used Windows 3.0. I don't need to do that again. Oh, that was the kind of look at this thing? 3.0 Windows, know. good old days. I mean, that's sad that we uh, were around before there was Windows. I mean, I had a TRS-80 color computer, as I've mentioned here before, in like 1980, 82, 83. And then I blew all my money in 1986, I think it was, when... um we had somebody that left a little bit of money to my sister and I, and she used hers to go with my dad to the winter Olympics in 1980 in beautiful Lake Placid. And I bought an Apple IIe. Now here's the thing. If I would have kept the Apple IIe, maybe it would still have some value to it, but their ticket stubs for the hockey game that year in the, at the Olympic uh, village there, they're probably worth more than what they paid for the whole trip back then of course they're not in premier unbastardized unfolded condition because nobody thought the game was going to be anything but 
my sister and my dad were at that the biggest sporting event in the last 50 years 60 years whatever that was the miracle on ice and they're like the place was half empty when it started nobody thought there was they thought it was going to be a good old shellacking so at least the you know i've got that ticket stub sitting right here somewhere so i want to know i want your confirmation on something that gene may have let leak uh when when i did i i I don't know if you're aware. I recently did a show with Gene. He called it unrelenting. I wasn't entirely uh, comfortable with that because we have a history there. But he said something that I thought was very interesting and scary. He said that there is no preparation for unrelenting. This is absolutely true. <laughs> Can you believe so what, it? What the hell do you talk about? I see. I rarely know. I'm out, with Gene. I'm usually hoping it's only going to go 15 minutes and he'll sputter out. But no, he's always got. He's telling me about spaceships that he's buying and video games. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He, he definitely had to bring up Star Citizen with me too. And he's like, "Do you play Star Citizen?" I'm like, no, because because I'm over I, eight years old. Yeah, I did because <laughs> I I don't have all of that extra time and money that I want to dedicate to this to to running Excel. However, the, whatever the amount of money you need right now to be completely out of debt and feeling comfortable, Gene has spent more than that on virtual spaceships. No doubt. No Which, doubt at all. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? But no, he, I, it, it, it was, feels like a, a rich geek's hobby. And in Gene's defense, that's him. So he's got this going. Yes. But, but no, that's not. not he sent really. me the audio files because Gene, of course, won't publish anything. So he sent me the audio files what? and I put... And here, here's what I well, did. He just, for, he just sent you the raw audio. He like, he can't even master it. Exactly. So I did. I mastered it. He sent me the MP3 of him, the MP3 of you. And here's what I did. I put him in to the field where he normally goes. Cause Gene, he sounds like he's underwater and he's like 12 or something. So you got to put him in that. So the EQ is there. I put your audio into the channel where I'm normally at. So you should have the God voice. And, uh, I, I did the mastering with which did, way I normally wait, do. Did it. you did you big bottom me? Yeah, I mean if it's in there. Did you a, make me sound like Larry? Yeah, you're like please. Wait, that would be awesome. That's a <laughs> that's a service I would definitely pay for. Yes, it is. And um, I added the where I would normally just go and do a needle drop and find something interesting or funny to put at the beginning before the the music. I just put something in there like, can two sidekicks carry a show? You're about to find out on. on <laughs> Grump Lenti. I read that, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that was, I thought that was great. I'm like, if you're going to send it to me to do, of yeah. course, I'm going to take the shot right out front. I mean, okay, so there have been a few episodes of Grumpy Old Ben's that I did without you. Uh, I did one, for example, with Carl from WATP. Um, I think I even did one with Cold Acid. When I do that, though, at least I have the common decency to master the thing myself. Right. right. Gene's just like, <laughs> here's the audio, dude. I don't know. If you want to <laughs> upload this, that'd be cool. Wow. And, to be and fair, he calls himself a Ben. I'm not even sure I've ever given him access to the website. So, I mean, there could oh, be that well, as well. It might be that. But I don't think he's ever asked. Uh, so there's also that. Uh, you know, it, it goes in every. Cold every, Acid is correcting me. Star Citizen isn't the Excel simulator. It's Eve. I never had space in my mind for separating those two games because they're both <laughs> they're both space games that are really really in depth that you can spend too much money on that I don't play but thank you for the clarification but i was glad to see that there was at least an unrelenting going out because there were show i mean it's i mean one none of the shows are making money so i'm at the point where it's like if something comes up in life 
that it's like, you know, it, it's we hate to disappoint the people that want to listen, but some things will take priorities. But we still I feel bad. I would like there to be some entertainment there. And I think the two of you giving a you know doing a show would be interesting. I haven't listened to it yet. I mean, because I just it's not the like the first, I like, though, that the show started by you saying, well, Darren said we were going to just talk about this. And of course, now we are. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like it was it was great it was you know this is we we was ready giving you some uh some good yeah, press well, on the providing the content. show right even like, when you're not on the show this is how it is this is this is the beauty of it and i know um somebody posted on no agenda social i wish i remembered who it was because it was one of the better burns i've seen on no agenda social in a long time but gene posted as like woe is me oh yeah another show darren's not doing his back is hurting and somebody like within it seemed like within moments came back with, yeah, probably from carrying the show. And I was like, Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I would say. Uh, like I was applauding that one. I'm like, now oh, that was good. And that's what he was like. Well, but the next one we're going to do won't even have him on it. And I think, yeah. That, and, and now people get to listen to it and understand why it is you're carrying the show. Exactly. R. Davis with another thousand stats. He's like, you think we can get transcripts for grumpy old Ben's? They're there. We do transcripts for grumpy old Ben's. They exist. If you're in the right podcasting app, or if you just so look that, up on. Sounds uh, like the answer is yes. Yes. And you're, you're in podcast index. He has a link to that. So you should have this. Let me, let me follow the link and make sure they're there. Cause. What service do we use for that? For the transcripts, we use Adobe. But they're there. There's that little uh, that little keyboard there. I think CSB added this into the podcast index thing. He loves the transcripts. And I just put it into, I take the audio. Once it's finished, I put it into, it's oddly enough, only Adobe Premiere, the video software will do this, which I get it because it's creating for the, uh, for the captions. But there is no ability in Adobe Audition which a lot of people do spoken word content, but there is no place in audition to create a transcript. But if you take that audio file and drop it into their video product, it's like, would you like me to make a transcript? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would. It's exactly That's because what I somebody want. was told to make, uh, to, to make a feature for YouTubers or something like that. Right. Exactly. And it's like, Oh, we need to be able to do this. And maybe because I don't know if YouTube, I know YouTube does it directly as well. Maybe YouTube doesn't do it as well. So if you provide it, then they'll use yours rather than or, or, or TikTok or, you know, exactly. Rumble. Exactly. And it's nice to have the ability. I use it a lot just when I'm looking to pull a line out of usually it's out of Bandrew's show because I don't watch a lot of YouTube stuff that I would want to clip. But if Bandrew says something, while I'm sitting there riding on the recumbent bike and I'm like, oh, that's funny. I want to clip that for Planet Rage or I just want to use that clip for the rock and roll pre-show or something. It's nice to be able to go into YouTube, just type the word in and it'll show you exactly where it is in the file and you can just grab whatever you need. It's a, it makes things a little bit easier if you're looking to go back to something and trying to uh, trying to find it. So I think that I technology. Always, I always go to Isobot for that. Well, the isobot now that thing has turned into a life of its own. Oh yeah, that's that is the most amazing bot behind BoostBot. Um, it, yeah, Void Zero was actually in here trying to update the IRC 
because we now have so many bots in that he wants to be able to clearly market them. Yes. Uh, but well, there's I, all the spam bots that were coming in and DMing well, there, everybody. Yes, there were a lot of spam bots as well. So like, what, he, what he really wanted to do was be able to mark the bots we want to keep. Yes. Now I see that the ISO bot in the no agenda chat room actually has uh, the cute little green uh, dot next to it, which has elevated privileges. It won't oh, really? get booted. Yeah. So he must have given them that. He must have given the ISO That's bot. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess that means it probably won't get booted if it does a, you know, well, five until lines. the next time. Well, no, no, that, trust me, they, they can be flooded out too. Interesting. I, that's pretty much the big problem with uh, Isobot and Boostbot have both had problems where if a lot of people boost at the same time or a lot of people try to ISO the same thing, uh, they don't have throttling. And so they end up getting kicked by the flood control. And they're like, oh, why are you ruining our fun, man? That, like most of the time when you're like, oh, Boostbot is broken, it's probably because too many people boosted it once and it got kicked out of the channel. It needs to just try back. It needs to keep trying to get back in the room. Because it's harder to follow it any other way. Now, if it, if it pops up in the troll room when we're doing a show, doesn't matter which show, but if it pops up in the troll room, I'm more likely to see it. Although now I've just made it a uh, one of the screens that I have up during the rock and roll pre-show for No Agenda is the boost bot feed on No Agenda Social that I just refresh every few minutes to see if anything has come in. And usually it's, it's always interesting to see what's coming in. Cause there's sometimes there's people boosting other shows. I'm like, wait, no, this show's live. What are you doing? <laughs> but it doesn't matter if they're well, listening. Believe to it or not, there are other streams too. I don't believe oh, why come on boost bot. Just give us the, uh, give us the good yeah. stuff. You know, I have no control over all those other streams. The only stream that matters is the one that I have control over. Because if you're going on an, another stream, it's not legitimate because I can't arbitrarily shut you down. No, I mean, right. because it's not on. The <laughs> shut them down, man. We're going to shut them down. Because because decentralization is the way that you avoid being canceled, even by me. This is true. And but, uh, uh, you, you are the most vulnerable person on the network because all of your shows run on the no agenda stream. And if the no agenda stream ever drops, you got nothing. I know I need every other show has got some alternate stream somewhere. I mean, I can do an alternate stream, but it would, I would just want to use the no agenda stream as the alternate stream. So that would be, uh, there is that, you know, it's cheaper that way, which I know void has showed, you know, and you don't oh, just do this. You could have your own stream off the same servers. Cause we never, except during no agenda, they're never even breaking a sweat. Uh, even then, not really, which is sad. We, we, we need more people listening live. Yeah. What this means is that no agenda needs more people listening live. Yeah. And so, well, like it's, when, it's, when we built out when, well, it wasn't me when void zero built out the infrastructure a decade ago, he definitely built it to last. No doubt. And e even grumpy old Ben's cannot stress that infrastructure. We keep trying. We want to get like 20,000 people listening live right now. 75. So we're 76. So we're a little short of the uh, 20,000 number. Do you, do you 76 people listening? Do you have friends? Call them up. Give them the link right now. Yeah. Get them on the stream. Not that we're being all that entertaining right now. I thought this is I'm probably. Not even do, I'm not even doing any tech stories right now. Did you do any on uh, angry tech news yesterday? No, I did not. See, uh, I, I could have. If there was an angry tech news, but tech sucks. It's all AI. And I well, the, proven tech that. news has been crap this summer. I will tell you that much. It has. Well, everything's moving in a centralized direction. 
there seems to be less things that are you know happening in the overall space except for ai you know there's no like oh here's the next big leap in processor or the next big leap in graphics or the next big leap and everything is well here's ai and why you need to learn prompt engineering and maybe that's true maybe this is going to be the job of the near future but i just don't for, see for that. the next 18 months maybe. right right this is what and i'm then the thinking. next thing will come along and well because in within 18 months if the uh if the ai continues to improve which it may or may not but it may just get to the point to where you don't need a prompt engineer to type in what you need the yeah the closer it comes to understanding and this is the one thing i'm kind of learning now just by been for a few days playing around with the art generators is it doesn't necessarily accept english you know you don't want to go well show me this and you don't you don't want to speak in proper english you just want to be like here's the subject you know here's things you want to add into it and you start understanding how that works but every iteration as the ai comes out with new updates that's making it easier and easier for it to parse the language so you don't have to know exactly the format to throw it in that you can be a lot more loose with what you're putting in to get the same kind of results and people still i don't know if they understand what the ai is actually shooting back at you because it's just taking a mixture of other things that have been programmed in if it's text it's a lot easier to figure out it's like well it's asking me to write a mystery book and here's the overall and when it comes to a mystery book here's kind of the outline here's the kind of language used and we'll respit these things out in little chunks that aren't exactly the way that they've been written before but it's close enough this is why the copyright uh controversy around ai is so murky and has the potential to I don't know. The, the, the resolution that I see to this, is, if, if we keep going forward, is, well, copyright needs to be redefined because there's no really good way to, to see how to put this. AI is doing what people are doing. It is observing our culture and then remixing it and spitting out something that is based on the thing they saw before which is yes. what people have done forever and copyright holders begrudgingly are like, well, we know you watched our movie and we know you were influenced by it, but we can't really prove. And now they're seeing AI do it in turbo fast forward instantly at a huge scale, never seen before and say, whoa, 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 we need to get paid by this. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, well, I was wondering if that was me or you for a second, that it was you. No, that, that is a, Somebody on a chopper outside. Yeah, somebody got a big-ass Harley out there, man. That's Omega Projects. Like, AI can't write responses to its own prompt. Oh, the more, the better question would be, can AI write its prompts to get the uh, to get the responses? That is, was it a chicken or an egg thing? But in this, again, in this free, which was uh, an, the unstable diffusion, because stable diffusion, all these things have gone all woke, which I don't understand how you think you can take any of these AIs and be like, 
oh no, don't show anything semi-naughty even at all. Like you're not going to control it. I think it is absolutely fascinating to feed people the, to, to feed a computer inputs from culture and then start to try to censor what comes back out, which is nothing more than regurgitated bits of our culture and people saying, no, no, that's improper. Like, yes. And this is AI is showing the ridiculousness of woke culture, which is why it's so problematic. Like, no, it's challenging my religion. Well, no, it's just showing you a mirror, bitch. Yeah. Well, it's amazing to me with the Photoshop, the generative fill, their AI bit, that if you take a photo and you just extend it out in whichever direction, there's a really good chance it's going to tell you, no, this violated our terms of service. Even though you don't prompt it at all, you're just basic. Does it just assume the background of every photo was porn? I think so. You know, especially if you have people in the, in the photo and you're trying to extend that it will automatically go. I guess the first thing that it wants to do all the time is make somebody naked because that seems to be what it's doing where, or, or maybe it's just reflecting what people are using it for. Yeah. That's also very possible. The way I see it. And tell me if I'm completely mischaracterizing this, you have fed a system, everything on the internet, and told it, boil this down, come up with essential elements and output what you get. And that is distilling the truth of things. And the people who are trying now to censor AI going, oh, the AI, you know, everybody was like, the AI is turning racist. It's because you're feeding it the internet. Right. Yeah. The internet's you're, racist. The, the, the AI is not the AI does not have the woke imagination that allows you to pull, you know, communist utopias and rainbows and sunbeams and, and trans colored pastel unicorns out of your ass. The AI is showing you what is out in the world and you just don't like it. You can't blame the AI. You can't say, Oh, well we've screwed up in the algorithm. No, the algorithm is showing you the truth and you hate it. Yes. Depending where you have uh, gathered your data from, which with these open the systems, humanity. Yeah. Well, for these open systems, there are some like Adobe who claims they have only trained their AI on a very specific set of stock images and things that they have the rights to. So if you type into, and they won't let you do names anyway in Adobe because all these things are blacked out. But I'm assuming that if it was all just stock images that they own, if you type in Taylor Swift, the AI from Adobe is going to be like, don't know who the fuck that is. But these other ones that have used the internet where I hear yeah. there's at least one or two photos of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can go to, you know, being images and funny. It'll show me a lot. Yes. Now, including because I always browse with safe search off pictures that Taylor Swift never took. Yes. Released. <laughs> Which is, a, this is the problem with the deep fakes when you have the children then being, they don't even have to be real for them to give in to the blackmail attempts is like, what do you come on? No, don't do that. But it's amazing to me, the quality you can get for somebody that you type into one of these uh, art generators that there is plenty of photographic evidence of them in the wild. It is very, very believable. 
it's not like it. Cre- I mean, every now and then you get a clunker, but some of these are so believable. You're like, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I mean, I know I have shitty eyesight, but I don't, don't think most people would be able to tell the difference between what is AI generated and what isn't. But again, if you didn't have that training set, then it doesn't know who Taylor Swift is. But then everybody that's ever taken a photograph of Taylor Swift that's on the Internet's like, well, you scan my photo. I want to get paid. And that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. No, and that's why I say uh, copyright might need to be reanalyzed, not because AI is some kind of new thing, but because copyright has always been murky around the concept of the remix, around the concept of, you know, fair use is in fact a carve out in copyright law that says if you transform this copyrighted work enough, then we'll consider it a new work and you don't get to be entitled to be paid for it. And AI image, AI, everything have taken the ability to remix things and cranked it up to 11 to, to computer bot farming speeds. And, and this is really bothering the people who have libraries of copyrighted material and just thought that they could cap collect royalties on that forever because, Hey, we know that people will never transform the images. They'll just use them wholesale and then we can charge them. But then, you know, AI comes along and says, we'll take your image and your image and yours and these other 714 of them and kind of cram them all together and have something that has elements of all of them. And, and now it's up to you to decide whether or not that's an original work. Right. And it looks really nice and nobody ever has to pay the original photographer. Nothing. Yeah. Because there's 700 original photographers. It just blended them. Which is something that a human could do. It just took a long time. So it didn't happen that often. Hey, but citizen. Th- another 69.69 on the AI says. The AI saying, despite being only 13% of the population, dash, dash, quick, shut it down. <laughs> yeah, that's the racist internet saying, what, what, what? no, wait. Don't, don't give us facts and figures here. Do not. Do not. But you for uh, this is why Elon was trying to block people from Twitter from seeing too many posts because he was like, you had a bunch of AIs trying to scrape things. And which, again, I understand the strain that can put on the servers of something like Twitter. But the question would remain if you are a Twitter user and you are posting content of your own making, including photographs onto twitter doesn't matter instagram wherever if you're posting your photographs onto the internet i think there's should at least be some understanding that they may be used in another manner that you don't like and there's really not much you can do because i think if you take a photograph and you publish it to the internet then you know what you're getting yeah you're putting it out in public and This is something that that modern social media platforms have developed a great many highly technical and extremely inaccurate features to try to fix the fundamental problem that if you put something out in public, it's in public. And people don't like that. They're like, well, I want to put it out in public for all my friends and also all the people that I like and also anybody who might be my friend that I like, but not the people who are haters or disagree with me politically or I just don't like what they say. and. You no, know, you don't get to make that choice. You either put it out in public or you don't. I it's, love it's really fundamental. 
I love the people that share live concerts. I mean, that is that part is true. I really love the ones that Frequently. share the live concerts and go, don't post this anywhere else or, uh, you know, don't no. don't EQ this. <laughs> don't remix this. It's like you don't get it. You're you're capturing it. You're putting it out there. You don't get to decide what people are going to do with it. Just like no, but no artist does. You know, Taylor and, and Swift the, can't put her music out there and say, well, nobody used this in a remix. Well, you, you can say that and you can try to go after people that do, but you can't stop people from doing it. And and my point here really is that machine learning, AI, whatever you want to call it, is not bringing anything, any new concepts to the table. These types of things have been going up. People have been doing it manually. People have been remixing manually. People have been pirating manually. People have been ripping off content, changing it slightly, putting it out for as long as there's been content. Hey dude, I've been doing it manually since I was like 10 years old. Exactly. And before the internet, people were doing it manually. It's by the way, before recording media, it was how all music existed. Was people ripping off your content, changing it slightly and playing it for themselves. In fact, it's to the point where if you do that, you go out and play your own version it's not a copyright uh, infringement. It's a cover, which is totally fine because that was around before recording. AI is not bringing new concepts. What AI is doing is the problem that every Ben who has ever run an internet forum dreads. It's you sit here and you build your capacity and you load balance for the 400 or 4,000 people that you expect to visit your site and they're all humans and humans have a particular rate. They can click at best, you know, once every four seconds or so. And that's you, you build your site to handle that. And somebody comes in with a bot and all of your infrastructure collapses. Well, that's what AI is. AI is applying a bot to everybody else's content all at once at the same time. And people don't like it. No, but it's not new. It is not new. And the only difference when it comes to any, anything in the entertainment industry is that it can now imitate things, which I can understand if you people make your living. That. Well, it, it's being, I mean, there've been people that were maybe good at impersonating other people's voices, but the fact that you need zero talent and you can then go take a, a song and make it sound like Steven Tyler is singing it. it and is, let's be honest. Most of the songs out there have zero talent anyway. This is true. This is absolutely true, but this is where, this is where things have changed a little bit and you have to be very careful now because it'd be like, well, Hey, here's a painting in the style of whatever. And it's nothing but a, you know, it's nothing but a fake. I, I saw a guy, a finger painting, right? There was a guy on a YouTube anime. Well, yeah, there's that's well, don't, don't, don't make cold acid mad. Do not make cold acid mad that had a store bought, which I didn't even realize these things were as cheap as they were or available that bought a little plotter thing on Amazon and was trying to see if he could create a, a system where it would be able to write handwritten notes where people couldn't tell that it was computerized, meaning you can't use a font because then every letter would be the same every time it was written. And that is the, totally the kind of thing that a machine learning system could do. Yes. 
and the results were amazing, which Im- immediately to me, I'm like, well, okay. So what you're saying is if, you know, I, we've been using Taylor Swift as an example, so we'll stick with it. If you scan we in, to? well, we can do any, I mean, it could be Mickey Mantle. It could be anybody whose signature. No, makes, you're already down the road. Uh-huh. Now, Taylor Swift, you can scan in, you know, 50 different signatures that you know are legit. And then buy one of these little, you know, hundred dollar plotter things and be like, well, can't you just reproduce the uh, signature then over and over and over and over and do it in a way where it wouldn't be like, well, if you owe, cause that's how a lot of these people got caught the Bob Dylan book. I we may have covered that here. Bob Dylan came out with a book like a year, two years ago that was allegedly hand signed by him. It was like a 600 uh, releasers, you know, 600 was the like one of there were that was the total that number that was being released and what people realized by sharing the signatures that they got on their book was there was only 12 different signature variations <laughs> and they nice. realized that yes these were machine done and then bob had to be like oh you sorry i Just got get 12 different rubber stamps printed uh-huh. yeah kind of but so he got caught with that. And I'm thinking, well, how much more could the technology be at this point to go, you know, I'm Bob Dylan here. I'll give you 10 signatures and just give me variations of that that are close enough. That yeah, And nowadays you don't use you don't bitmap the 10 signatures. You feed them into a system that traces the lines and then mixes them. Right. In different ways every time. And it's like you can it's, get thousands. Yes, it's close enough. Every signature is unique. Yet they would all pass, which is why I love, you know, Pawn Stars and which is the show you see this mainly on the guy that comes in to authenticate the signatures. And it's like, yep, 100 percent. That's real. It's like bullshit. You have no fucking yeah. clue. Well, uh, that he only does that uh, on as a side gig after uh, grading baseball cards. Yes, I know he wouldn't. Uh, you know, he knows my cousin who used to sign things as other people. So, I mean, this is a. Uh, it's an interesting business to get into. Never. Let me tell you, don't believe anything in the deep fake world. Don't believe the signatures. If you're buying them of people, even if you have a PSA or Beckett or whoever authenticated them. No, that just means the signatures look good enough to pass a test. It doesn't mean they were actually signed by that person. The age of using signature. I don't know. I, when. You see something that's handwritten. I mean, signatures might be one thing because at this point, signatures are just a scroll. I I have literally done an experiment with my bank back in the day (laughs) where I signed wildly different styles to 10 checks that I issued on the same day when I was paying bills and they didn't care. They don't look at it. No, if you don't complain, they're going to be like, no, I don't care. Yeah. I was just like wildly like everyone was my name and everyone I did manually. I was able to confirm but I just used wildly different signing styles, which means that most of them will not look like my signature. But at the same time, you know, if you see something that is handwritten and legible, you already know that it was either done by a machine or done by somebody over 40. Right. Because under 40, they don't know how to write by hand anyway. What's the point? (laughs) No. And the people that do, you know, if you're a baseball player, okay, you're going to get asked to sign signatures. Most of them, it you can make out a letter or two, and it's usually just a scribble beyond that. There are very few that have eloquent signatures that you can read letter 
by letter because it takes so much longer to sign. So the better you are, the more likely it is yeah. your signature is going to get really short. And the more, yeah, the more often that you have to do it, the shorter and simpler your signature gets like, oh, we got, uh, you know, these loops here and these squiggles, which admittedly is good enough in most cases to be able to say, yeah, that was him. Right. But also makes it easier to forge. And let me just say, and I was curious about the legality of this one because it's not forging. And I've thought about this because I know enough about the Taylor Swift autograph market, sad to say, that. <laughs> If you, you just keep digging, I know if you have a Taylor Swift autographed CD and I bought a bunch of them, even Sir Gene bought them and sent them to me when I was like, hey, you can only buy like four per address or credit card. You know, right? he was trolling you. I know he always does. He is the professional troll. Now, if you have an autographed Taylor Swift, like the last few releases, the autographed CDs sell for about a hundred to 125 bucks. If there is a heart at the end of the signature, they sell for like 400. So you don't have to actually go in and forge her autograph. You just have to add a heart at the end that looks like she would have drawn the heart. And you go okay. from a hundred dollars to a $400 piece of paper. Honest question. Yeah. When she was signing them, do you think she intended to create two different classes that would of, of product that would sell at different rates? Or do you think she was just screwing around? I think a little bit of both. I think once this started being a thing and once you, I mean, I would, well, if once well, after I she the, finds out about it, certainly. Yes. I mean, she has to be conscious of what's going on. And I think it was when she originally started signing as the fresh faced youngster that she was when she broke into the country music at like 16, I think she signed everything with the heart. And I think it just became like, well, this is again, I want to shorten this down. I want to shorten this down. And probably every now and then, maybe she was in a good mood. Maybe she was having a little wine while signing those particular ones. I and, should hope so. And then added the heart to them. But I'm like, well, it's not forgery because you're not forging the signature. And it's like, it, it would is be it hard. Is it even possible to forge your own signature? Probably. But I'm just saying, if, if you were to have <laughs> one that didn't have a heart and then you added the heart, would adding the heart be forgery because you're not forging the name? You're just forging no. a little scribble at the end. I'm going to go with no, but also I recognize that the signature is a terribly antiquated and from a purely security perspective is an awful, awful method of authentication. Yes. As gummy nerd says, it may not be forgery, but you it's might not, be perpetrating fraud. Oh, I think you're definitely perpetrating. It's, it's fraud. not cryptographically secure. No. Well, that's true. When I asked, can you forge your own signature? I, I heard a yes from the other room. <laughs> Like so quickly that I'm, I'm pretty sure that she has some, some specific feedback on that. Probably. And he's like, <laughs> if now it's a, it like gummy nerds points out, if you claim that she put the heart there, but if you don't claim anything and you just put it up there, I, I just forgot to mention, I added the heart myself. I, I didn't say she did it, but if you want to spend $400, then I'm not going to tell you if you don't ask, if you don't ask the question, was that original? Well, I don't know. Yes. Well, I, Caveat emptor. Exactly. Which is kind of the theme of the entire AI age. And of this show. And we do have a couple people to thank for good old fashioned PayPal donations. Oh, good. Which uh, coming in with her monthly Anastasia Treckle, she said she was going to come in with $10 and 10 cents monthly. And by golly, she has. And we appreciate that, especially because we've missed a few shows and we may go to a slightly different schedule moving forward. And they may just not be live. That's the whole thing. 
but then there is something freeing about just being able to do a show whenever the hell we want rather than yeah un- unless you're the your co-host decides that he wants to do it right during no agenda right which is even better <laughs> you know could we break into the stream without them knowing that would be even better uh it, it may have been suggested that we try to do that and i said no unfortunately the channel that we have is uh, by design lower priority than the one cha- that adam uses damn it and plus you can only do that once yeah it, it, there there would be consequences <laughs> You'd be like, Void, why can't I the, log in the anymore? Person, the person who writes all the scripts for the stream would have to bitch slap me. Yeah. And he knows where I live. Yeah, but he would have a long way to get there. So, I mean, you would, would have a chance to, uh, you'd have a chance to hide out, grow a beard, something like that. No, I'm, I'm the one who writes the scripts these days. Oh, I thought Void was going to come for you. Oh, he probably would if I didn't do it. Void's too nice. He's good at delegating. Our buddy Srinivas Murti coming in with $10 and one cent which is monthly, I believe as well. And we appreciate that. And, uh, because again, the whole same thing that I just said about the previous and one, we uh, plan on doing shows. We just don't know when I, I am also, I, I don't know if you were getting to this. I am reliably informed that, uh, Baron spud, the mighty sent in a paper check to grumpy old Ben's as well. Did he to me or to you? I, I think, I, I think he splits it up. I would have to look at the uh, the post office. I don't think we've gotten anything recent. Although, you know what? Because I did have one, I think, from Progo, in which I totally forgot to put on here. Okay. But I believe there is one from Progo. So let me just say that he comes in with 12 bucks, if I'm not wrong. But I don't believe we had one from Baron Spud the Mighty, but that's okay. Well, it, I, uh, so I have in my hand that came into my P.O. box, uh, one from Baron Spud the Mighty for $10. And if he's being fair to us, then you probably have one for $10 also. And if he didn't send you one for $10 for grumpy old Ben's, then ignore that. I said anything at all. Okay. <laughs> didn't get anything. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. I got to add pro go in here. And he would be the number one dude. Cause that's 12 bucks. That puts him in executive. Forgot. Sorry about that pro go. If you still listen to the show, this horrible show that is grumpy old Ben's, but I have to check the uh, post office. Cause I think the post office is less and less, uh, vehement yeah, about every so time something far away well every time it's you know here it's only and, like and a nobody mile. in your household ever visits there i know well it's only because we now have it used to be one of those things where go in and check it once a week or so but then they give you the technology like hey if anything comes in we'll email you and then they don't <laughs> they're like hey <laughs> yeah. you told me you were gonna email me so i'm not checking now what and that happens. It happens every now and then, just like uh, during the show. Obviously, the Logitech program that normally pops up on my screen and says, hey, your mouse is at like 10 percent. You better recharge it. Obviously, that doesn't happen I, anymore because I was trying to move the mouse and it's not moving. And I'm like, huh, I, I'm kind of blown away that you use the Logitech software. That that is one of the more egregious pieces of anusware I've ever uninstalled. Well, this one is just for the mouse. This one's just like I have. I have next to me a Logitech G502 Hero gaming mouse, and it has like 17 buttons on it. And I would love to just enable it so that I can map those buttons using auto hotkey. But the only way to get a driver that can even query the buttons is to install their entire suite of crapware that like I had it running and it was using up 4% of my CPU constantly, permanently. I'm like, nope. 
that is not good. I don't think this one does. I don't know what does. the hell it was doing. Maybe they've updated their software for this mouse. I should hope so. Because I don't like crapware. So I have, I have the right click, left click, middle click, a scroll wheel back and forward. And all the other buttons are useless on this thing. And I'm all right with that. Our buddy Brian Hall coming in with 293. He, I think, is the longest monthly donation. And some may say the smallest, but no, because that's adding up. I, I should go through and see exactly what this has reached now. You might be the only person with the ability to actually get those stats. Yeah, probably. PayPal, if they go back that far. I'm not sure how PayPal works. They're not your pal. I it know. doesn't. Everybody wants to go now Not with the lightning because well. the lightning's the magic. It just takes those Satoshis and puts them right into your pocket. Or into your Albi. Right. Unless it gets blocked. And then I'm like, I, w- I was listening to podcasting 2.0 the other day. And Adam's like, well, we know at some point Albi will probably go down and the funds. Won. I'm like, oh, fuck. No, don't say that. I got to get all this money out of Albi. Well, it, I know. if you want to be secure, the only way, you know, and, and you all money is custodial except for cash in your wallet or under your mattress and a Bitcoin on your own personal node. Yes. Otherwise it's custodial and somebody has the ability to get between you and your money in a bank, in a credit card. Well, not, not credit, but uh, you know, in any kind of custodial coin holding service, they have the ability. You either need to trust them implicitly or take steps to make sure that your money becomes yours. And it's kind of like when we did the, the stories about the, the key that said, uh, you know, that would store your 24 words and people would, you know, the, what, what was it? The one spouse had the key and one spouse had the password to the key and neither of them had their words. So they had thousands and thousands of dollars in Bitcoin that nobody could get at. That is genius. I think Baron Spud the Mighty saying he was sending us gold bullion in the mail. So I think that was, uh, that's not a bad idea. I, that might be the only stable way of providing value these days. We can melt that down, make it into bullets. And then it's like doubly useful. R. Davis boosted another thousand said it's called public domain. If you upload anything to social media, you're essentially giving the intellectual rights to that platform. Well, they should I, not give the rights, but it should be open yeah, for anybody pra- to uh, practically speaking. Yes, you're putting it into the public and practically speaking, it means, you know, anybody who can read content can archive and remix that content. That's how it works. Now, copyright, I would guarantee that the Twitter, YouTube and Facebook terms of service probably say that, well, according to copyright law, you, you know, I don't know. I, I I haven't read the Facebook terms of service. I don't have a week for that novel, but uh, probably. Well, the most likely is it says that, uh, you know, you might own this content, but you give Facebook an unlimited license to do anything we damn well please for now until the end of time. And therefore, you don't get any control of the content. That's probably what's in their long ass terms of service. But they might formally say you still own it. Practically speaking. If you publish it only on somebody else's platform, then congratulations. It's theirs to do with like they want. Sounds about right. Yeah. And we did have a bunch of boosts from Circus Media, which is a great name. I like that. Circus, like swear at media. 
Yes. And he came in with 33-33 saying, boosting for the Benz. Thank you for your courage, Jensen. He was also looked like streaming minute by minute, and that is always appreciated. Then we had the one from Boobery who made that really cool graphic that we have no idea how to use. But Yes, uh, it, it uses a really fancy advanced technology called a GIF. Uh-huh. Which was why it was like eight fucking megabytes. I'm like, dude, that's a <laughs> that's a big graphic for a little little why, that's why you just put it on your website and then pray that your bandwidth bill doesn't. I was going to, I was going to keep it on his website, but then I couldn't see the stats. How many people were hitting it. So, I mean, there's, there is that. Uh, I our, do also have a, a disturbingly low number of boosts that came in over the last three weeks. Well, that's what I'm dealing. That's what I'm doing here okay. from circus media. Yep. And from Boobery and from R Davis, he was streaming some as well. And it looks like maybe, um, from memes one three three seven was that <laughs> yes sent sent quite the article in the boostagram uh leet boosting the split cheers for the shout out mediocre memes continue via noster which can be followed in the fediverse thanks to monster.pub and relays true anti-censorship socials stay angry and keep the entertainment coming guys memes 1337 now did you i tried setting up a noster because if you have a uh, alby wallet you can basically i don't hate myself that. I, yeah, he was like, I can't and I can't. And then, then the fucking new thing that, uh, they put out from Facebook. What's that thing called? The new social media, the, the, the whole new Twitter clone that, uh, that, um, they put out to compete with Elon. What I, was that tribal? No, they, no, they come out with a new one every few minutes. Threats or threads. Threats. Yes. Threats. Oh yeah. Threads and threats. They're all the same threats. thing. There are a lot of threats in the threads. Yeah. Like, like Twitter, but with more censorship. The, uh, and I, w- I was watching Bandrew and he was just like, no, I'm not doing another fucking social media. No, I am not. No. And I'm like, I'm with <laughs> no you, brother. Interest. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It was interesting because they showed the numbers were like hugely inflated. Like, oh, wow. Threads is going to be the best thing ever. That's you know? because that's because it, if you have an Instagram account and you signed in Instagram that week, it popped up a thing before you could even use Instagram that said, Hey, do you want a free threads account? And you know, with a big yes button and a tiny little no button and people just click it to make it go away. Right. You want and to, that's you where they him. got the, that's where they got the, the sign up numbers. You want to have the same name on threads, don't you? Yeah. That, I think that was it. I can understand that. And then there, they just like, like you want to down. reserve your, you want to reserve your threats account. Click here. But you're like, well, I'm never going to use it. But if I want to, I might as well take the name. And then I saw and I haven't really tried to uh, prove this. But from what I understand, it's also mobile only. So if you want to do this shit, you can't do it on a desktop or laptop. It's like hard. No. (laughs) Uh, Android emulator for the win. Yeah, I guess there is that ability. But would you really need to go through that? And uh, no, I, I wouldn't bother for that. But I have had. I have had a number of companies who are like, you need to use our app for this. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, I'm not putting your app on my phone. I value my security and privacy, but I'll put it in the emulator. Right. That would at least you have a sandbox thing out. Yeah. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley was also sending some Satoshis, which he is one. He's one of the biggest Satoshi streamers out there. Love that guy. And another 1,000 here from R. Davis, who just says threads from Instagram. Yes, we got that already. But see, we'd love when people give us the information and send us funds at the same time. 
that is ultra convenient. If you want to support the show, you can go to grumpyoldbenz.com slash donate. Or if you're in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, which a lot of you mofos are, it's really easy. Just stream us some Satoshi. Send us a boostagram with your with your best little quips. I mean, most of them we read unless you're really horrible at the quips. Or if you just keep pushing anime and rare encounter, then we might not read them. But we probably will because we're cheap horrors. And if you send only porn, then, then you'll, you know, we're not going to probably look at it on air, but I will put it in the special folder. <laughs> the, the, the very special folder. <laughs> Unless it's the sissy porn, which I'm told is, is the gateway to becoming trans now, according to like Adam has latched onto that. Yes. And uh, this just came in this, uh, I guess we have to push Progo right off the, uh, the ledge here. Sir Omaha. Just came in with fifty dollars for Grumpy Old Ben's. Wow! Now that's okay. a real donor, right that's there. That's a that's an actual donation. That is enough to be read on the air. <laughs> you think so? This is well, this if you're is, on no agenda, you'll get your name read for that much. Yeah, that's all. But see, here we would we, have we a have much note. lower standards. Yeah, and there's there's not even any note or anything. Did you want us to call anybody out, Sir Omaha? You want us to break anybody's legs? Do you want us to, uh, you know, is there a special? Uh, little favor you need from us because i mean we'll do it i mean we are not too proud to go out and smash some heads i know a guy zero says for the uh sir bemrose only fans i don't think you want uh i don't think you want access to that he says there was a note let me look again was it a, was it in the in the uh, paypal or was I, it uh i don't know if i should admit this but uh for angry tech news i i don't know if i'm going into the wrong spot on paypal but i don't or or if it seems unlikely that nobody has ever attached a note to any PayPal donation for angry tech. Yeah. You have to do it with the button creation. You have to, there's something you have to click to sell it. You want to, uh, and, oh, you're right. Sir Omaha before, before I forget this, he says grump on OMA. Then he signed it. OMA. So we will, we'll grump oh, on. Did he use his actual signature? And can we put a heart after that for $400? I think so. And then we could Good. sell it on the black market. Yeah. That that's, that's worth it. But what you have to do is you have to go into PayPal. You have to go into the part where you create a donation button. And there are different things that you can select as part of that. One of those is allow the person to put a note in. And then it's also whether you are requiring an address, all those sorts of things. But if you don't do that, if you just go through one of the apps, which is unfortunately I what just, i did i i just logged into paypal and said give me a button i don't know what was on the button now i have to check it out yeah you want you want instead of just a button you want to do a whole thing for the donation and answer those okay, things well, uh, we can probably follow this up offline i'm not sure this is interesting content but no. i just find it fascinating that nobody has ever sent me a note with a, a, an angry tech news donation and it could be because i haven't allowed them to yes. <laughs> They're like, hey fucker we got plenty of notes and you're yeah. like wait this would be more content less work yeah, I'm like, I, yes, I totally want your notes because it, it allows me to pad out my podcast to more than 11 minutes. And uh, our Davis 87, he's boosted more 3000 says, may I encourage all listeners to grumpy old bands to join Carolyn and Butcher for Hog Story in the Smoker Mondays at eight. I love Butcher instead of Fletcher. And especially when it's a Hog Story show, he's the Hog oh, Butcher. Yes. Yeah. Mondays, because 8 p.m. Eastern and on the Mighty No Agenda stream. That is true. Actually, you're right, because Fletcher doesn't really make sense, because who hunts hogs with arrows? Nobody. Well, Ted Nugent, but beyond that, I'm sure <laughs> maybe <laughs> there might be a few. 
But yeah, we like Hog Story. Do we have to pay them? Will they pay us for an ad read? Like, hey, listen to Hog Story, Monday it, night. It sounds like they just did through our Davis 87. Oh, it's like with CSB when he sends into other this shows. This just happened. Yes. Woo. I you love just this. read a Hog Story ad and we were paid for it. So we are feel, now corporate shills. I feel dirty. I feel so dirty. <laughs> we thank everybody for listening and supporting the show. As I said, we we mostly enjoy doing the show together and we'll probably continue doing shows. The time and place and all that may be uh, changing at some point here. But we highly recommend you tell friends about it. And the more people that donate to the show, the more likely it will uh, carry on for a long, long time. Brad Morrow's needs an exit strategy beyond his OnlyFans account because I guess that's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the robe on pictures aren't selling as well you got to go to the robe off well that got me banned from my last account <laughs> do you send one of those to everybody that donates to the angry tech news as a no thank you? no i send the robe <laughs> off pics to people who don't donate oh that's genius so he has to scrape your thing to get your email so if you just get a uh you just get, just get a photo now see now i want to go into one of these ai art generators and be like big dude robot <laughs> see, what, see what comes up it's, it's gonna give you a picture of jeff bridges i guarantee oh interesting <laughs> interesting 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 i don't know if i want to uh, do that okay but i was gonna sign off but it looks like r davis is, is he boosting again how, much, if, how many you, stats do you have if r you, davis if you put that prompt into there by the way it had better be in the show notes it better, right. show you got, yeah you got to see that uh, another 2000 from R Davis. I love the inside website. Talk more inside PayPal talk, please, please. He loves inside PayPal talk. Oh, well then maybe we'll do that on our next episode. Cause we have a, I want lunch. We have a very sick amount of people that listen to the show. That's yeah, all there's I'm something saying. wrong with you people until next time. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac where I'm hoping we ain't going to flood anytime soon again. And from America's left coast, where, according to ChatGPT, despite only being 13%, uh, I'm Ryan Bemrose. So NetNet said I should just tell the art generator to create Sir Bemrose's Christmas card, and that'll just come up with uh, exactly I, what we need. That, I, that's a little bit frightening. I mean, rule 34, hello.